This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Otago Access Radio, in partnership with Otago Polytech, brings you Blowing Bubbles. Blowing Bubbles brings you positive conversations with people in their bubbles around the world. How are people living their bubble lives? Working from home, keeping kids entertained and staying connected and getting exercise. And how are these things presenting us with the opportunities to find new ways of living? Every weekday, the Sustainable Lens team of Samuel Mann, Shan Gallagher and Mara Karatai reach out from their bubbles to chat with interesting and positive people around the world. Broadcast on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz and sustainablelens.org. Bringing connection, joy, kindness and peace in the days ahead. Welcome to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. I'm Samuel Mann. I'm at Otago Polytechnic today, back in the Echo office. And I am joined from Fakatani by Mawera Karatai. Kia ora, Mawera. Kia ora, Sam. How's it going? It's going very well indeed. Are you all ready for turning into a red light district? <laughs> um, it's really interesting seeing all the political stuff around that, um, around the district as people are feeling very hard done by all of a sudden. And Gosh, who knew how important it was to go and have coffee in the cafe <laughs> when you can still pick one up. <laughs> it's been very interesting indeed. Have you got your pass printed out? Yeah, well, no, I've just got it on my computer, um, uh, on my phone rather. It's really cool because you can put your vaccine pass straight into your Google wallet. Yeah. Yeah, so I've done that. So just really quick and easy. Indeed. Let's see how that goes tomorrow. And who are we introducing today? Today, it is my great pleasure to introduce the third place winner for the recent Manu Korirau uh, speech competitions, mountain biker extraordinaire and, and lover of chickens and carer of dogs and great waterer of gardens, the very wonderful Mr. Jack Karatai Barrett. Welcome, Jack. Hi, Jack. Tell me about this prize you won last week. Um, it was at school. Uh, I'm a year seven boy, and I went to do Manu Corridor, and I got third place out of all the year seven boys who got in. Well done. T- what is yep. what is Manu Corridor? It is uh. Mouldy speech that you can do. It's really off by heart, but if you really want to lose 20 points off it, you can do it in English. And it's from about 400 to like a thousand ish Mouldy words you have to know off by heart. And for us, it was like from two minutes to five minutes, I think I got like two minutes 30 or two minutes 40. Yeah. Cool. And what did you talk about? How I, I don't look like I'm Māori. I look like I'm Pākehā, but I'm actually Māori and people don't know that when they look at me for the first time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So we've been asking people, because you know we have, because you've been listening to lots of our recordings, we've been asking people how their bubble life was. And of course, now we've got to talk about lots of different bubble lives. How was your bubble life, the first one, last year? 
it was fun. I got to go biking all the time and I went to pack and save and did really bad wheelies and people yelled at me. And you didn't go to school for quite a long time? Yeah, that was fun. As I got to get a whole bunch of gaming in. Mum was mad about that. She said did I you, had to do online work, but nah. Did you... Did the school send out stuff? How did that work? Uh, I was in Orlby school at that time and they didn't really know how to do anything. So they like sent out a little email saying, oh, do mathematics or go here and do this. Instead of my school, who have like Zoom meetings at nine o'clock and everything and you have to do all this crazy work and you get to go bake stuff walk outside and take pictures of leaves, uh, bike even if you want to. So that, that was that was last year. What was it like going back to school? Oh, all the good stuff that I said, not just the worksheets and the mathletics, was this year. Oh, okay, yeah. What was it like going what, back to school last year? Uh... I didn't like it. Why not? I really didn't. Were you op- what? They're all just annoying most people. Uh, were you over school by then? Over that school by then? Oh, yes. You should have seen me in year four. <laughs> so, did you, what was last summer like? Did you get to... Last summer was, was pretty... We were able to move around and do stuff last summer. How did, what did you get up to last summer? Um, so we joined the mountain biking club. And for my first time in the sandpit, the jumpers line, I went in with crazy speed because I saw other people going in that fast. And I went off the first jump, just like full on maxed out speed. And I jumped so far that I flat landed into the next jump over. And I had to go straight to hospital after that. Keep in mind, mum was still in the van coming over. She didn't know that I'd crashed. And everybody just looked at her like, oh no. But that's what mountain bike biking does. Do you, how do you... How do you like find the the balance between being safe and being fast? There isn't. You just go <laughs> fast. And you're really never. You don't safe tell your mum that. Going, you tell your mum that you're being no, safe. I don't even tell mum when I do the like twenty feet tabletops. So did what did did you hurt yourself? I went to hospital and nearly broke my wrist, but I was really just like really badly sprained and bruised. And I had a bruise like two, three inches long that was on my thigh that went all the way around it. It was crazy. But guess what I got out of that? What? I got a mountain bike club t-shirt, so I'm happy. Okay, so you're doing Probably lots of... in the wash though, so I can't show you it. Are you doing lots of mountain biking? Yep, with our local club, the Pakatani Mountain Bike Club. Join us every Wednesday night in summer. 
don't worry, I'm just advertising for the people of the South <laughs> Island. <laughs> and your mum makes sausages? Yep. And sometimes when it's like my birthday or the last day of the season, she makes steak, burritos, caramel cookie pies. Caramel cookie pies are like a pie made out of cookie dough with caramel and chocolate inside of it. Oh, it's just the sweetest thing ever, but it's so yum. That sounds really delicious. I'm going to put on the first of your music choices. I'm going to have Rob Ruha's 35. Why do you like this one? Um, me and Mum were listening to the Maldi anthem from Spotify and I was like, I uh, like that one.
I've known you for quite a few years and I know you to be quite a happy young chap. How do you stay happy when there's so much chaos in the world around us? You, the chops, Georgia Girl, sometimes Georgia Girl, sometimes I hate her. Georgia Girl being? Annoying and trying to eat little chicks. Oh, so Georgia Girl, you were talking about Georgia Girl, our dog, and yeah. Yeah, not a human. I am Georgia Girl, the dog, not the person. Okay, so do you think that for the most part the kids around you are happy in the world? Like if you look at your, your mates at school, is, is are kids pretty happy these days? Uh, yep. And there's a few emo kids in the school, but that's about it. Okay, so even with COVID and all of the things that are going on in the world, do you think the kids are for the most part happy in your age group? think so they don't really care that much but yeah what do you think's missing like if there, if you could do one thing if there's one change you could make one sensible change you could make that would make life better for kids what would it be give everyone mountain bikes and bring them to onipu for the day <laughs> that would make for a lot of congestion at the mountain bike park jack and very hard to social distance <laughs> so do you reckon that's the key to happiness then from your point of view is being outside doing some kind of sport being active yeah and this year like staying in your room for like 20 hours a day gaming and yet and some kids do like that so then is the key to happiness about just doing the thing that makes you happy Mm, yeah. That's a fair enough thing. What's yeah. your favourite thing about your life? Uh, the house, dog, chucks, my bike, my helmet, gloves, a <laughs> uh, camel pack. Um, I'll see him by Stolfenbo. <laughs> uh, my bed. You can see my bed. Oh, yeah. How old are you? Twelve and fourteen days. What is your? What do you want to be when you're a grown up? Uh, a trail builder. At places like the Rotorua slope style for crankworks. That seems a good aspiration. What yeah. skills will you need to be able to do that? Engineering. Um, um, Listening to the person who's telling me what to do. Need to learn how to do that. That's important. Uh, do you, do you science? Think it, yep, science is important. Science is very important. 
Do you, do you think that there are enough spaces for learner riders at places like Crankworks? Like, do you, do you think that learner riders get taken seriously in those spaces and are there enough spaces created for them for, to help develop? Um, not for learner riders. Definitely not. It's not like I'd bring Zane to crank works and say, oh, go do slope style jumps. It's like, those things are massive. Yep. Jack, you were supposed to be in a mountain biking competition. I've forgotten what it was called. Something games that got cancelled. Games, games, games. That were, that was mountain biking, oh, wasn't it? Oh, grab my hoodie. I've got my hoodie here. Cool. That Ames Games got cancelled because of because of COVID. How did that make you feel? Um. I wasn't really that fit at that time, so I felt quite all right. But if it was this year and it got cancelled, I'd be sad as. Yeah. If it was now. Yeah. It's actually, that's a really good point, Sam. Um, there are, uh, for the kids who are leaving intermediate this year. So Ames Games is like, kind of like the Olympic Games for intermediate schools. And teams travel from Australia, the islands, from all over Aotearoa to come to Tauranga. Uh, and they have like an opening and closing ceremony and their own medals and everything. It's an amazing undertaking to, to, um, to make that happen. Heaps of different sports. And all of the kids who, were, who are leaving intermediate this year all missed out. Two years in a row, Ames was cancelled, uh, which was devastating because they trained so hard. And it's amazing how many Olympians we have in our country um, have Ames Games medals as well. Yeah, let's, so it's... Uh, let's hope there's not going to be a gap in our Olympic history. <laughs> in, because we have... In 10 years' time. <laughs> so Jack's hopeful that he will get to go to Ames next year, so he's already in training for that. And and probably a better rider too now, eh, Jack? Yeah. Bubble Sprite of the Forest of Orokadui, Dunedin's favourite goddess, Tahu Mackenzie. Kia ora koutou, nā mihi aroha nui, kia koutou, kotahuaho. I hope you're all having the best day, beautiful superstars and your beloved universes. I really hope wherever you are, whatever's happening around you, this journey that we're all on together is proving to be very rewarding, very sustaining and illuminating for you more and more each day, who you are. A triumph of nature's art, perfect, unique, and here, making things better. Thank you. So as we know, we've had two years of unrelenting stress and strain, having to deal with being in the midst of a global pandemic. And globally, nationally, locally, personally, we have all been experiencing this uniquely but together and 
It's so important at this time that we acknowledge this and that we're kind and compassionate to ourselves and each other. For the whole of November, which I called Lovember, of course, each day I was celebrating an aspect of our lives that was helping me to feel love and feel loved. And now as we move into December, aka peace December, be thinking about what is bringing peace, what is encouraging a sense of peace. For me, I know that having time to rest is so important. Having time at home is so important. Having a sense of boundaries and separation between different aspects of our lives so that we can, when we need to, take a step back and let them go. Let those feelings of responsibility and pressure go. And although stress and strain can be helpful motivators, they can also tire us and to be able to let those senses of stress and strain go when we need to is so important too. And when we have made that conscious choice to have time for ourselves resting and recuperating to feel proud of ourselves, that we're caring for ourselves, to make sure that we are fully allowing ourselves to enjoy that time of recovery and restoration. So for me today I will be doing some work but I will also be going with my dear friend Upoko David Ellison to the chemist and we'll get our vaccination passes sorted out together as we're both having issues with the the app and he is 85 and I always enjoy his stories and his sense of appreciation for the world. This is another way that I can be tuning into that place of peace today. So I really hope for you, you have the opportunity to find ways to feel more peaceful for yourself. Give yourself that opportunity to rest to feel proud of all that you've accomplished, to allow yourself to take a step back from the myriad responsibilities that surround us as part of this consensus reality and enjoy those small moments, those small details, these beautiful, beautiful living things that surround us, the beauty of ourselves, the beauty of our friends, the peace we can find listening to the rain, watching the trees move in the wind, all these beautiful moments are there for us and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much. Kokite. You're listening to Blowing Bubbles. We're talking with Jack Karatai Barrett. Jack, this show is about being positive, but also being about being 
not deluded, which means that being aware of what's going on in the world around you. Do you and your friends at school, do you talk about what's happening with COVID? Do you talk about what's happening with things like climate change? Are these things that are in your space? Only a couple of them, because not many kids care, because like, they have other priorities, priorities known as basketball and Air Jordans. Those of you that do, those that do talk about that sort of stuff, what are they, what do you talk about? COVID. What about it? Like where it's at, what's happening with it? There's another strain. Did you get your shot yet? Oh my god, you didn't get your shot yet. Go get your bloody shot. Have you had your shot? Yep, I've had my first one because I've got to wait wait a week or two for my next one. Yeah, what was that like? Fine, I didn't even feel it, but now, like, the day after I felt it in my arm because I was mountain biking. Are the kids at school talking about what's going to happen with the going to this new traffic light system? Yeah, everybody's mad. What about? The traffic light system and how you can't have big gatherings, so. So what are your plans for the summer, Jack? Um, so my first thing is wake up. Second thing is go mountain biking. Third thing is eat. And then fourth thing is sleep then carry that on until you have school again and then it's like same thing but you get rid of half the mountain biking put school in but then put the mountain biking back in after 3 30. and is there some hunting over the summer maybe mum wants me to go get another deer so i'm gonna message matt and michael you probably don't know them. Matt helped me get my deer, and Michael helps us a lot because he always gets us meat. Matt does too, though. Where do you go hunting? We usually go to PUT and Gizzy, Gisborne, and we shoot peacocks because they used to have like 4,000 of them, and... Then now they only have like a couple hundred because we, still- we went in with all our people who hunt and just killed them all. It still seems weird that peacocks are a pest. They're a very yummy pest. Yeah, I hear you're a bit of a wild cook, like your mum. I won the wild food contest. I tried to get my certificate off my door. That's all right. It's radio. We can't see it anyway, Jack. Oh, never mind. But what does this... I take it people couldn't see my Ames hoodie as well. We're going to take a picture of that at the end. What did... um, What does the certificate say and what did you have to do to get it? So, since I'm such a good dessert baker, um, 
me and mum didn't put my age in, so I got put into the adult section. And guess what? What? My lemon cake was so yum that I won and I beat all the adults. And I got a $50 muscle beer voucher. But they make good pizzas and chicken wedges and, and normal wedges and loaded wedges and other chicken stuff. So we went there for lunch. What was in After I came to my bike. Did you say it was a lemon cake? Yep. How do you make a lemon cake? Okay, so here you have mum who will tell you exactly how to make a lemon cake. You go into mum's recipe book and you find the recipe that says lemon cake. And what ingredients did you use that were wild or gathered? Lemon from our yard, eggs from our chips, flour from our flour maker with our flour flour. That's totally wild. Totally wild sugar. In the the local wild food challenge, you have to use at least one wild or gathered or traded ingredient. So Jack got to use two. It's really lovely that he got to use our eggs and uh, and our lemons. It's a good thing about living in the Eastern Bay is we just have so much citrus in our garden. And you didn't do something with, with peacock or something like that this year? No, I didn't. Mum did. What did she make? She made peacock fingers. No, I made a peacock korma. Peacock korma, Korma, that's it. Yeah, and I served it with a risoni salad and I made a pesto out of mint and coriander out of our garden. And by the way, peacock... By the way, for the viewers, peacock fingers are not literal peacock fingers. They are peacock tenderloins. Please don't get that mixed up. We do not eat feet. Jack, I'm putting on another song, and you didn't come up with another song, so I am going to play Are You a Man or a Muppet? on my reflection and I ask myself the question what's the right direction to go I don't know am I a man or am I a Muppet Muppet. if I'm a Muppet I'm a very manly Muppet. Very manly Muppet. Am I a Muppet? Muppet. Or am I a man? Am I a man? If I'm a man, that makes me a Muppet of a man. A Muppet of a man. I look into these eyes and I don't recognize the one I see it's time for me to decide am i a man or am i a puppet am i a puppet if i'm a puppet 
Are you a man or a kind of songs? Uh, are you a man or a mouse? Are you a man or a muppet? Are you a man or an amoeba? Are you a man or a monster? <laughs> These are interesting song choices. I wonder what the future looks like for are you a man or a... I know that that's something... Um, those conversations are really interesting that um, do happen around school for Jack at the moment because he's brought those conversations home about that whole identity, gender identity, uh, and and how and what the impact of that is. Hey, Jack. Yep. So I remember a conversation Jack had when he was, I think I've actually talked about this on here, where a friend of his was walking by and he called out hi and named them and they said actually that's not my name anymore I'm now and gave a new name which was um, went from a girl name to a boy name and Jack goes oh hi and named them their new name and off they went and that was that and how different the world is because I can't even imagine that have our kids 10 years ago have even been that comfortable with that kind of change but it's it's okay, isn't it, Jack? Yeah. Jack, we've seen lots of changes across all of society in the last couple of years, and I know you've been involved in some of them because you went to Parliament. Yeah. What sort of changes do you think are going to stick? And what do you hope's going to stick? What, 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 what are you hoping for that you've seen that's happened in the last year or so that you really think, yep, I'd like that to carry on? The red light, orange light, green light thing. Yeah, what about what the... What about the be kind message that they were using a lot last year? Did you like that? Yep. Yep. On the old bus, there was a paying system. Instead of the normal bus card, they changed it to something called B with two E's. Be kind. And they made like beeswax stuff and bus cards. Yeah. Did you see people being kind? 
not on the bus. That was an absolute <laughs> interesting place. But around the around the town, around the sort of the community, have you are you seeing? Are you thinking that people are being kind? A little bit. How are they doing that? Um, not fighting with each other like normal. I was in town the other day. We were going for a little walk and talk, and we saw somebody we knew, and they were fighting with their wife, and it was pretty bad because all the kids in my class saw it and they were like what the and I said keep on moving I know who it is do you think that we are do you think that in New Zealand do you think that we are are kind is that a thing that we do Mm, sometimes depends yeah because like It'll vary from the people at the at that one dairy. They always say, "Okay, it's like two bucks ninety eight buy," and then the dude at a Pendle Drive, he always asks you, "How's your day going? How's life? What did you do today? Are you having this for dinner?" For example, what they bought, and then have a good day, see ya, instead of, okay, Christ, bye. I know you do think about things like, you think about things like climate change and and, um, the state of the environment and things. Do you think that there is anything that we can learn from how we've dealt with the pandemic for how we do things like climate, how we think about climate change? Uh, what do you mean by that? Well, one of the things that people have said is that climate change we've kind of been ignoring or just like pretending to yeah. deal with, but for for the pandemic we've actually done stuff. And so that's really shown us that we can, as a society, do things if we really want to. We should just send a whole bunch of water to space for the climate change thing. Wouldn't Why's really that? work though. Because if everything's going to start flooding, might as well just get a rocket ship, fill up a big bag of water, and then. <laughs> well, it's so bad. I don't know what I'm talking about. I just went completely off topic. <laughs> Okay, so Jack, some questions to end the show with. I'm going to ask you all the same questions I ask everybody else. What is the biggest success you've had in the last couple of years? Um, probably my Manu Corridor and my um, baking for the World Food Contest and fact that I got into Ames games for mountain biking if it weren't for Richard that one day on that one holiday program on that one tired somehow wake up 
uh, then I wouldn't be biking right now, and well, my life would be a lot different. Yeah. Do you sometimes sometimes people do things that make a difference that's a lot bigger than than you might think that like someone was said something to you about that thing and it sent you off on that whole direction of of <coughs> mountain biking it's really important that that we're like nice to people and encouraging all the time because it yeah it can have that impact way bigger than what we think it's going to have yeah. So we're writing a book about these conversations. It's called Tomorrow's Heroes. It's our team of people doing good work. What's your superpower, Jack? Um, am I allowed to say my mountain biking passion? You can say that if you like. I haven't really ever used that word passion. I just say it sometimes. It's too posh for me. <laughs> Mawira, what's Jack's superpower? Uh, actually, it's this new resilience that's come out of him over the last 12 months. And I think that over the last 12 months, he's just become such a positive little person because he used to be quite cynical. So this positivity now has seems to underpin everything in his life which is really nice so i think he's a, a combination now these days of positive and resilient i'm very proud of him what does positive what does it mean for you jack being positive and resilient um being kind and knowing how to deal with stuff Unlike in a hoppy when I just either have a breakdown or run away. Mm-hmm. When I was younger. So are you an activist? Yep. What are you an activist about? Um, lots of stuff. What sort of stuff? Like... Because it happens at lots of different levels, like because you went down to Parliament, you were you were part of that, that movement about the, the Maori wards. One year ago today, actually. Was it really? Oh. Yeah. But also you're activist at, like, at school, making changes just... It, it might be changes that are formal changes in the classroom or it might just be how people are how people are talking to each other because I know Jack that you do get involved in those sorts of things yeah is that because you are you trying to make the world a better place what's what's behind that I'm just trying to make the world better it's like if you don't have a good world then don't have a good life you don't have a good life then you don't have good fun and if you don't have good fun then it's probably pretty boring and if your life is boring you might be sad and then if you're sad you're probably depressed yeah 
So what motivates you? What gets you out of bed um, in the morning? Mum saying, Jack, it's <laughs> Wednesday. If you don't go to school, then I won't let you go mountain biking. So what is the Other biggest... Than that, breakfast. What is the biggest challenge that you're looking forward to in the next year or so? Uh... Doing Amy's games again. Yeah. Let's hope it happens this time. Yeah. It might not, and it's all right if it's not. Just not really all right for school who have had three, two years already of Amy's being cancelled. Yeah. Three years. And this time next year, you'll be off to high school? Yep. Cool. And it's going to be interesting. So, oh, I've got my mom's truck. Uh, it'll be, like, different. Because I like just staying in one class for my work, not going to, like, 14 different classes at a time. Because that would just be annoying. And it'd be annoying if I slept in class and woke up and I'm in the wrong place <laughs> at the wrong time rather wow. than just waking up at my desk and everybody staring at me laughing. And last question, Jack. Do you have any advice for our listeners? Uh, don't give up. Always go mountain biking. Uh... If you have a goal, you'd probably do it. Unless it's like go to the sun and do a backflip and then come back alive. That'd be a pretty hard one. That's the only one I recommend you not to do. Uh, probably everything else is alright. Just try what you can. Hi, Georgie Gill. That's my dog over there. Thank you, Jack. Moera. Jack, being your mum is really fun. I like I like it, having adventures with you and spending time with you and I like that even though you're um you don't make a big song and dance about the good things you do and the in the changes that you're making in your school environment, I know that you are doing that and um and that you're really motivated by making things better for others and it makes me super proud to be your mum. So well done, and you keep on being you. Thanks, Mum. Thank you, Jack. We are going out this month to the 12 days of Christmas. This is straight no chasers version. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fourth day of Christmas, on the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five golden rings, four calling three French hens, turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me eight ladies dancing, seven ladies dancing, six ladies dancing, five. You better not shout, you better not cry, you better not. 
in a pear tree on the ninth, no. on the eighth, oh. on the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Here we come to swimming six, so late, so five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves. Here we come up on Sunday's head, and there I'd be decked with bass and partridge in a pear tree. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Eleven pipers piping, ten loads of leaping Nine ladies dancing, eight maids and milking Seven swans of swimming, six geese of lake Five golden rings, four calling birds Three French hens, two turtle doves And Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer on the twelfth day of Christmas, my I have a little dreidel. I made it out of clay, and hey, when it's dry whoa, and ready, whoa, 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 a dreidel whoa, whoa, I shall whoa, whoa, play. Whoa, 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 oh, dreidel! Twelve days of Christmas. What? Yeah, Christmas. Eight, eight days of Hanukkah. Oh, it's a Christmas medley. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Do 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 do. On the twelfth day, my true love gave to me. Twelve drummers drumming like Olympus above the Serengeti. Eleven pipers piping, ten lords a listening to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world, brought to you by the Sustainable Lens Team, which is brought to you by Otago Polytechnic. We're broadcast on Otago Access Radio every weekday afternoon at three and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz. You can find us on Facebook and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We had a contribution today from Tahu McKenzie. I'm Samuel in Sawyer's Bay, Dunedin, with Mawira Karatai in Fakatani, and also in Fakatani, in fact, in the same house, we've been joined by the very wonderful Jack Karatai Barrett. That was Blowing Bubbles. We hope you enjoyed the show. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On the Air.